All right, welcome to the Successory Show, episode 11, Intrinsic versus Extrinsic Motivation, also known as Me versus the World, or Me versus Everybody. <laughs> Not particularly me, you, you, I, I, me, us, we. Oh, we, I can't say we either. <laughs> we gets us in trouble. But we are doing a, uh, it's a birthday episode. It's my birthday, working with our schedule the best we can. Still caffeinated because the fuck else I'm gonna do. But joined as always by my soon-to-be caffeinated co-host, Riley Presnell, how are you? I'm great. Now that I've had my first sip of caffeine, I feel much better. <laughs> Although this is actually my second uh, energy drink of the day. But if you listen to this, you know that I didn't finish my first one, so nope. it's okay. Yeah. It's and like I won't finish this one either. Half of the other one, maybe, and half of this one, which gives me like a plethora of flavors later in the day or later in the week. It's fun. I just need like a little bit of something to get me going. And it didn't really help today because I had that like piercing migraine trying to lay on the bench. So we actually, uh, we lifted in mood lighting in the garage. <laughs> Made the adjustments necessary. We shut the actual light off and just opened, there's a window in my garage, believe it or not, and just opened the blinds and had natural lighting. No filter. Yeah. So <laughs> it was my uh, mood lighting for bench, which was lots of fun and very exciting. But uh, Trevor, how are you today? It's your birthday. I'm excellent. I'm like cheese and wine, which means I'm getting bitter as I get older. <laughs> bitter or more sharp. It's, it's French. Bitter is a French word for better, apparently. <laughs> bitter. You mean better? No, I, I meant bitter. <laughs> but I'm doing very, very well. I'm enjoying life. Things are good. You've made it a great birthday. We just had some fun uh, edible arrangements that was like chocolate-covered fruits and whatnot. Who could be happy, unhappy after eating that? Yeah, they had like cute little uh, cupcakes that were actually like pieces of pineapple. So they dipped them in the bottom in regular like milk chocolate and the top was like a white chocolate cupcake kind mm -hmm. of thing. The sprinkles. Delicious. And who knew that chocolate covered Granny Smith apples were delicious? That really was good. They mm -hmm. look like little cake pops, but inside it was like a sour green apple, actual apple, not the mm -hmm. candy. Fruit was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty delicious. Delicious. Sorry. Delicious. Delicious. I will fall in line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you also... Uh, I spent the weekend over at Universal in Orlando. Yeah, that's why my head's red. <laughs> it's not blood pressure. It's a burn. I'm burned. I was in the sun. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> Several hours in the sun at Universal Studios with my son Titus. It was lots of fun. We ate all the terrible foods and did all the rides and got to see each other, which was great because I haven't got to see him since April for a multitude of reasons. So I really look forward to that. I would do it over and over again anytime and take the sunburn for it any day of the week. It was a great time. Yeah. It's Best a, gift. He has like a slight... Uh, farmer's hand on the back of his neck. Yesterday when we were lifting, he like put his head down to go grab something and there was like a distinct line from where his t-shirt was and I was like, that's pretty funny. You mean a redneck? <laughs> yes. yes. She doesn't want to say it, but a redneck. That's actually where the term comes from because, you know, the backwoods farmers had rednecks. Yeah, I just, I thought it was very cute and endearing. Well, thank you. I'm glad that you're behind me. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. If you're watching the video, you get the joke. If you don't watch the video and you're only in the audio, it sucks for you. It was hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, this is episode 11 today. Um, we wanted to talk about the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation and how most people fall in line of only using extrinsic motivation and lacking the intrinsic motivation, and they tend to fizzle out. And what is intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation? Yes. Are you asking? I, I'm, I'm allowing you to explain. <laughs> you have the psychology degree. Okay. So uh, very, very simple. Intrinsic motivation is what how you are motivating yourself, essentially, to achieve a goal or 
said thing, task, whatever, extrinsically motivated means that outside factors are what motivates you. So in the sport of powerlifting, extrinsic motivation would be something along the lines of trying to chase, say you're top, say you're fifth in the world or something, and you're trying to chase number three and four because they're ahead of you. Your extrinsic motivation is your competitor. Um, in powerlifting, your intrinsic motivation is your specific desire to be better for you and for your standard. Um, I don't see a whole lot of intrinsic motivation in powerlifting. I don't know if yeah, you do, but I, I mean, don't. If, if we were to try and simplify that a little bit so everybody can understand it, because not everybody understands the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic. Intrinsic, inside, intrinsic, is what drives you, what wakes you up every day, what makes you do something every day, what motivates you, but that's your own desire to achieve a goal or task. Extrinsic motivation, basically, in today's society, is what triggers you. You know, what creates an emotional response that may also drive you, it may also motivate you, but it could also be dangerous. It could be bad. You know, when you start to compare yourself or you start worrying about your haters or letting people down or the guy who's in your same weight class, that's extrinsic motivation. And then you're walking a fine line of danger and not actual danger. You're not going to die, but it can disrupt you from your own path because if you're focusing on the other person, the other you know, the other competitor or what they're saying about you or not saying about you, you're not any more focused on what you need to do. And that need to do is a tougher part. The need to do is what really throws people off. That's why they don't progress is because they're focused on everything else other than what they personally need to do to get better. Mm-hmm. Intrinsic motivation requires you to be introspective, requires you to look upon yourself and see what could I be doing better? How could I be doing better? What help do I need to do better? And so forth. So it makes you ask a lot of questions that are uncomfortable because nobody likes to admit they could be doing more. Everybody is the hardest worker in the room and nobody outworks me according to your hashtags. But according to your results, it's a little bit different. So that's why it's super duper important to understand intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation and the me versus everyone or me versus the world mentality that is not necessarily a healthy mindset. No, yeah, there's, uh, it should always be me versus me. I feel like that's generally like what I try to think of it as. Um, I know that my biggest like if you were to ask me going into this last competition that we did, um, like what's your if you were to ask me what my driving force is for that competition, my my answer was always to beat my old total. It wasn't because I wanted to out total anyone there or take any top record or place anywhere you know above someone else. My answer was always I want to beat my last total um, because that is me being in, intrinsically motivated, mm-hmm. and I speak to a lot of athletes, friends, uh, acquaintances on the internet who, when asked the same type of question, maybe not necessarily for comp, but maybe like, well, what was your, what was your motivating factor this week? They're like, well, I saw so-and-so do this. So I wanted to beat that or, oh, well, I, I want to be out, beat, uh, out squat bench or deadlift this person, or I want to chase this person's numbers. And it's like, that's cool. That's, that's going to motivate you, but it'll motivate you fleetingly, mm-hmm. uh, and sporadically instead of continuously. So when you focus more on yourself, not only do you open yourself up to a lot more confidence because you're only worried about you and comparison is a thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. So, you know, if you're comparing yourself to someone else, you lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing originally. Anyways, um, you no longer are powerlifting because you want to be the best version of you, or you want to be your old self. You're not powerlifting to prove your haters wrong, like Trevor said, or, you know, something else that's really arbitrary and lame. Um, and I'm just, it's just, I know that that sort of thought process is going to be very short lived. It will not promote your longevity in the sport because eventually you'll fizzle out because you'll get, you'll, you're keep, you keep chasing people and you eventually get tired of that and then you lose the passion for it. 
I've always liked the expression, the man who chases two rabbits goes hungry <laughs> because you're going two different directions and you're not going to catch either one of them. And then with the extrinsic motivation, you're dealing with trying to beat somebody's numbers while they're also training and worrying about themselves and beating mm-hmm. their own numbers. And now they've left you behind again and you just become ultra frustrated because like, not only have you not beaten their numbers yet, but they've exceeded their numbers. <laughs> and now you're like, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. And that, like I said, in the beginning, it takes away from your own thought process of what you could be doing better within yourself. And that's really the important thing is once you set a goal is we talk about a lot, is the goal realistic? What is your timeline? And there may be many goals, you know, the goal for the next meet might just be to beat your own personal total because that's growth, that's progress. The goal from a meet that's two years from now might be to hit a certain ranking or top 10 number because growth is a long-term sport. You know, this is a long-term sport and the growth in sport is long-term. Uh, a great example of that is Charlie was showing like his first total was like 13 something. And he just totaled 19.12 over a three and a half year process. And it was just chipping away every meet he's gone up, every single meet he's gone up and he went up in weight, got healthy. And then he made some changes uh, health-wise. So he hired Paul, one of our friends, Paul Anita as his nutrition coach and, you know, started to eat like an athlete. No longer was he eating Taco Bell and all you can eat sushi to get his calories in. He was timing his nutrients. He was providing the best nutrients. He was walking every day to work on his physical and mental health. Those walks provided him time for clarity, recovery, everything. And it changed the game. And even with uh, a peck in the meat, he still managed to have a huge PR total. And is now in the top 20 all time. I think it was top 19, top 18, somewhere around there. So. With the bench, he'll be cracking that top 10 pretty soon, come up on the current with he keeps the same trend and keeps mm-hmm. the same habit. But that took intrinsic motivation. He actually learned to look within himself and realize, I'm not doing everything I possibly can to be better. I'm focusing on the top 20 and what they're doing, and it's taking away from what I'm doing. So he changed his mindset a little bit and focused on what he could do better, and the growth was exponential because he now put all of his energy into himself rather than worrying about what other people might be doing. No longer worried about what other people are lifting, what periodization program they're following, who their coach was, where they're trained, what belt squat they have. He started worrying about, let me get up at a certain time. Let me eat at a certain time. Let me walk at a certain time. Let me train at a certain time. And the more regimented and structured we are, it may be less exciting, but it's 10 times more productive. And that's much more exciting. The payoff is in the end. The payoff is is in the process. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, of course, as powerlifters, we're competitive and you are there to compete against other powerlifters. 100%. But that's just on one day, right? There's one day where you're on the platform where you actually – kind of get a pass to be like, oh, I want to beat that person that's in my weight class. That can be healthy competition. Obviously, there's a difference between healthy and unhealthy uh, competition, so don't be a douche. But, (laughs) um, you know, like that, that is the day that you should be concerned. If you're going to be concerned, that's the day that you should be concerned about what your competition is doing because they're the ones that are directly right there. If you're consistently comparing yourself to someone on Instagram that you're never going to compete against, they're not in your same weight class, uh, you guys live on opposite sides of the country, If you're and all of these things never brings you two together in a competitive manner, you are wasting your time. The weight class thing is what really, really gets me. If you are in a certain weight class, pay attention to your own weight class. Unless you plan on deciding to go up or down, whatever, to those other weight classes, you comparing yourself, like me comparing my numbers at 165 to someone who is a 198 does me no good because I'm never going to compete against those people. Uh, They have potentially been training longer than I am. We have different levels of strength. So how does that help me? Um, I, if I want to chase someone's numbers, I should realistically be chasing someone in the 165 category class. I feel like I see that a lot where people are like, oh, well, yeah. I'm 181, mostly guys. I'm 181, so I want to beat the 220s. How about you just pay attention to the 181s? <laughs> Those are the are ones you, you the can... number one 181 in the world? Then you still have growth to do. <laughs> so, um, 
the the haters thing is interesting too because everyone on the internet thinks they have haters when realistically no one really gives that much of a shit. Yeah, there are people on the internet who tend to put their nose in other people's business and you know uh, piss they're everyone not your off. People. But they're not your people, they're and they're not really people. your haters either. Um, I actually saw something that uh, Anthony Oliveira posted on. It was a caption, and he said something along the lines of stop trying to prove your haters wrong and start trying to prove your supporters right. And I really liked that when mm-hmm. I saw that because, you're like Trevor said, your haters aren't your people. They're not going to be around. They may not even know that you exist in six more months when you're not on their timeline anymore. But the people that support you will always be there to back you up and will always be proud of your accomplishments and whatnot. So when you start focusing your training and hitting your goals and everything on you and how well you can do, you are also going to make everyone else exponentially more proud of yourself or more proud of you than if you were to focus on someone else and their arbitrary numbers. Yeah, and how you know when it's intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation is when you're doing the sport to please yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're doing the training, the nutrition, the recovery to make yourself happy to achieve your goal rather than I'll show them, they'll see how high I rank or having to show off your ranking or being able to rub it in someone's face, I beat them. That's extrinsic. So if you're doing it for you, like I, I like to go through my, my Facebook memories sometimes. I don't even have my, my archive and Instagram, but my Facebook memories make me laugh because I've done some crazy shit. Uh, and I always laugh when people will message me for whatever reason about why they can't do something. And just today I was looking at my, my shattered toe. I showed Riley <laughs> really nasty shattered toe, an avulsion fracture of the bone still floating. I had to have seven different spots stitched on just one toe and the bone literally just shattered from a weight falling on it. And I competed 28 days later, still bleeding through my sock. and I couldn't even put a shoe on until competition day. So <laughs> I didn't know if I could, but I showed up to the competition anyways because I was intrinsically motivated. I had trained, I had ready, it was, it was an incident I couldn't control. I was going to give everything I could on that day and there's so many memories like that. Like rum nine, I tore my hamstring six weeks before at another meet, I still did rum nine and I told myself, okay, I'm gonna lower my deadlift opener by 100 pounds and just see what I can do. I didn't pull sumo until a week out from the meet. I just pulled hack deadlifts behind my back because it didn't hurt. And I pulled my opener and then I made an agreement to someone to like, okay, you pull your opener and then you're done. And I was like, I literally said, fuck you, I don't put my shoes on for second place. That was my intrinsic motivation and everybody kind of laughed backstage because like when it's meet day, you have to show up. Mm -hmm. You can't wilt, you can't be nervous, you can't fear the weights. I literally had a half a hamstring hanging on and I'm like, fuck you, I don't put my shoes on for second place. I went into meet day mode because that was my intrinsic motivation. I was there to show up and win and I put every effort into that. Actually, I did win uh, my Ramna weight class by like five pounds. I put just what I needed on the bar and prayed that it would come up without tearing and it did which is wild, but it shows you what intrinsic motivation is capable of versus extrinsic. Yeah, that actually all that triggered what we were initially also um, thinking about, talking about in this episode. Mm-hmm. We, we mentioned something in the garage and um, it was something that we wanted to talk about today, but up until this point, we couldn't remember. And mm-hmm. now I remember. So We didn't write it down. No, we didn't write it down <laughs> because we were in the middle of training, but uh, self-limiting Talk. talk. Yeah, self-limiting talk. I can't lift this is a way to determine that you cannot and will not lift that versus what do I have to do to lift this? And if you reframe the problem, you're going to come up with a solution. I mean, that's so key. We lost our, our visual, so we're only audio, so hopefully you're listening to this on audio now because the visual ain't working anymore. Technical difficulties. But if you were to talk yourself out of a task, you're guaranteed not to do that task anymore. You know, I can't win. You just lost. I don't know if I'm strong enough, you just lost. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has to be in the mind frame, especially with training of how can I achieve this 
What do I have to do? Because you start coming up with solutions. You're teaching your brain to stay active and be creative. I was listening to something this morning talking about that, that when you say something that's definitive, I cannot do this, your brain actually shuts off from that task. You no longer think about it. You've, you've succumbed to that. You basically quit mentally on it. Versus if you reframe the question of how can I achieve this, you start coming up with all kinds of possibilities, scenarios, and creative solutions, and maybe you reach out to people who can help you achieve that. So it's really important that not just that you have intrinsic motivation, but that you reframe the challenge because that challenge is your way. That's your obstacle. The obstacle is the way. You have to reframe it in a way that allows you to overcome it. You can't brute strength through it. You're going to have to overcome it psychologically some way, and that's going to mean a behavior change. Yeah, self-limiting behavior happens, I think, all the time. You know, if someone has a, a long work day, maybe they didn't get to eat as much, they will start their training session with, oh, I don't think this training session is going to go very well because I didn't eat very much. You already, you already like, knocked yourself down one yep. peg there. Um, you know, and, like, today I think the reason why we said it was because I was struggling hard. <laughs> you are my muse. <laughs> I was struggling hard with bench today. And when I got to my last set, I was like, all right, last set's going to be the best set. And then that was kind of where it came from because even though my last set was not the best set, but it's okay <laughs> in this instance. But that, the, those little small things can help exponentially. Um, people get really, really, really hung up in these small little mundane details that actually don't make that much of a difference. Like, yes, of course, you should be, you should be hydrating and you should be fueling and you should be recovering your body. Yes, 100%. You should be doing those things. But if you missed like, I don't know, 12 ounces of water and you're like, I'm, I'm not as hydrated anymore. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're just, you're, well that you're, you're, you're majoring in the minors a you're little bit. You're yourself. Yeah. Like you're already telling yourself that it sucks because of one little small arbitrary thing um, of, you know, if you're, if your seven days a week habits are not hydrating, not fueling, not sleeping, then yeah everything's going to suffer. But if you are on, you know, 90% of the time and then you have one off day, maybe you didn't get as much sleep or you didn't get to drink as much water, you didn't get to eat as much or you, you know, mentally was just kind of a bad day. The 90% that you're good will make up for that 10%. So it's instead of bringing yourself down just for that one specific day or that one training session and telling yourself that it's going to be bad just because you think so, um, it's not productive to growth. So being like Trevor said, being intrinsically motivated of, okay, I need to beat myself and I need to be better as well as telling yourself, Hey, I work hard for this. I put in the time, I put in the effort, I put in all the work. This is where I redeem myself for that. That is probably the biggest thing to like lift and grow. And that's something that I'm still working on. Like the, the limiting behavior is the limiting self-talk, I suppose, is more of my problem than it is being extrinsically motivated. I, I kind of don't really care what everyone else is doing. Uh, that's in my competitive weight class. That's something that I've learned not to be bothered by mm -hmm. recently. Um, I am very intrinsically motivated. I love training. I love that, that aspect, you know, you add some days are harder than others and whatnot. And like meat prep can be kind of daunting because you get to a certain point in meat prep where you're like panic. <laughs> this is the time to panic. <laughs> and you just think that you're not doing well enough, but you've been putting in the work. As long as you've been consistently putting in the work and you've been really enjoying the process, you are going to reap some benefits and you will learn something, whether or not it's, um, you know, what you should have done or what you shouldn't have done and whatnot. But the, I think above all, being able to combine the intrinsic motivation with actually believe, like self-belief, positive affirmations is 
probably the game changer and the key to unlock a lot of people's strength. Yeah, and that's where it comes down to the me versus the world mentality is if you're reversing the world, you 100% are avoiding everything that you have to do because you're so fixated on everybody else, but you're also creating animosity going into the meat towards everybody else. So now the environment becomes uncomfortable and you're going to be emotional. And we know that arousal is different than emotion. You don't want to be emotional when you're lifting. You want to be aroused. And I say that in a way that like focused, you know, you're paying attention, you're on the task and stuff like that. So we look at that as, and it's, it's not as exciting to say it's me versus me, but it really is exciting if you think about that because you start to think, well, if I do everything I have to and I'm a better version of me, the better version of me beats most of these people on their best day too mm -hmm. because I've been working on this for a long time. Am I the best? No, there's always going to be someone who's going to be bigger, stronger, faster, or better than you or coming up who's younger, smarter, faster, whatever. But the best version of me still beats the majority of people, and that's what I try to focus on, that if I'm doing everything I possibly can to improve around my, my, my weaknesses, my flaws, my mental capacity, and my training, then the best version of me is going to beat the majority of people. That's where the chips may fall, and I'm going to show up on meet day and show all the training I did and see what I have on that day. It may not be as sexy or as exciting. It's not as fun to talk trash to yourself. <laughs> I don't know. It can get pretty good. I know. I'm, my retorts to myself are awesome. Um, I might be borderline psychosis. But <laughs> he who has a conversation with himself, you know. But that's where it's really about. Because the more it's you versus somebody else or you versus someone else, that's promoting the meat. That's selling something. But it is not helping you. And that's what this is all about. It's helping yourself. So if you can't help yourself, you have no worries about anybody else. Yeah, and don't, they've already won. Don't waste your hard work during prep. Don't don't squander your hard work on prep on not believing in yourself or being so focused on someone else that you can't even see what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Are you a believer? <laughs> what? A believer. A Justin Bieber fan is a believer. Well, clearly not, because I, I didn't know what the fuck that was. I don't even know How why do I know, know what this is. <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but it just popped in my head a believer. I'm concerned. That's great marketing. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Parents everywhere be concerned because your son or daughter is a believer and he's like getting high. You know? But no, nah, that's so true. You know, It's no longer you versus the world. It's you versus you. How can you motivate yourself to be better? Ask better questions of yourself and don't leave them as closed-ended statements. I can't lift this. It's, and it's not, I can't lift this yet. That's not even correct. It's, what do I have to do to lift this? What do I have to do to total this? What do I have to do to make this weight class? Those are the questions you should be asking yourself and the statements you should be making rather than, I can't. I can't is finite. Once you say that, you, you won't. Yeah, that's true. I like that a lot, actually. Um, you know, I have, I've had a lot of lifters... Recent, actually, this week it seems to be like a very off week. I don't know if it's a full moon or what. But, it was. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, yeah, saying that you can't do something yet is powerful in itself because you're leaving the opportunity for it to happen. But also the point that Trevor is making is that there are more important questions to be asking yourself. Like, why am I not able to do this yet? Um so once you reframe your thought process and like your belief process around being able to do something, it's very, very empowering. And I know that like Stacy is really, really big on like speaking things into existence. So if you want something, write it down on a piece of paper or um, Trevor's done this is change the background on your phone to something that is an affirmation. You know, yep. like if you want something, write it down, change the background on your phone. So that way, every time you're opening up your phone, you look at what it is, the goal, you know, if you have a total in mind that you want to hit, put that total on your home screen or put it on like a sticky note on your mirror every single day, just something that you can look at or that you'll see often that 
will actually hardwire your brain to think that you're going to achieve that goal. Yeah. Stacy actually texted me the night before our meet. She says, you're ready for tomorrow? And I, was, I just responded back. I'm like, you're not going to believe how fast I'm going to move it. <laughs> yeah. And that ended up being the case. <laughs> On all three lifts, unfortunately. <laughs> See, I can laugh about it. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Moral of the podcast here is stop worrying so much about what other people are doing and what other people are as far as competition against you. Wow, that didn't come out right. Um, <laughs> you need more of the elixir. Have some I more of the caffeine. I'm having a rough day today. My head really, really hurts. Um, but overall, yes, it, being intrinsically motivated will get you a lot further than any sort of extrinsic motivation. It'll keep you in the sport longer. It'll probably keep you healthier longer because you're not out there doing like crazy, stupid, dumb shit in the gym to try to beat your competition. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's you versus you, not you versus everyone. Yep. And speak things into a question of how mm-hmm. and when, not won't. And that's, that's probably our ending. Yep. Um, and we're getting better at ending these now, or at least I am. So this is the end of... <laughs> I have work to do. <laughs> this is the end of episode 11 on the Successory Show. So thanks everyone for tuning in to listen. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow Trevor at Jaffe Strength on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at Riley Presnell on Instagram. Uh, We both have individual websites. You can find the links to those in our Instagram bios. Um, We, this podcast can be found on Google play, iTunes, Spotify, pocket cast, anchor FM, all those other weird, all one-off names that I'm like totally blanking on right now. So uh, if you're enjoying listening, leave a five-star review, go check us out on Instagram. Uh, this episode will not be posted on YouTube because we can't figure it out this week. Our camera dead. <laughs> so that's that. But yeah, so tune in next week for episode 12. <laughs>